Hi there, health tech listeners. I'm your host this week, Chloe Weatherhead. This is the podcast where we tackle some of the trending topics, ideas and best practice in health and social care. This week, I'm with Rob Place, Radar Healthcare Product Training Manager. Rob moved into the role earlier this year after working as a customer success manager. Rob has an exciting vision for how our training is going to evolve over the next few years, and I'm excited to hear more about it. Hi, Rob. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Excellent. So we have a series of questions for you today. Okay. Um, Before we go any further, obviously we've known each other quite a long time. We have, yeah. You have a very interesting career history. Yes. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about it? Um, yes, I can do. Okay. Yes, it is. It's varied, isn't it? Oh, it's quite. I've only ever had three proper sort of jobs. Pre real jobs. Pre real jobs. Yeah. Um, and the first one is quite an unusual one. So, um, picture two thousand and nine mm-hmm. crisis. Um, you know, there was everywhere I went for a job interview, it closed down. I was really struggling. I was panicking. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get some work. Um, so I ended up working for a butcher's. Okay. So that was my first job. So that was my beginning of my career. So three years in the butchering trade, which doesn't often lead to a professional uh, <laughs> it's, it's career. It's not a straight line in training. into training. It's is a it? wibbly line into training, definitely. <laughs> um, it did taught me that you can you can pull apart any career and say, right, okay. Let's let's take away the fact that I'm a butcher, but let's look at what I do. So what I do is I do stock control. I manage invoices. I manage payments. I have to juggle so many different jobs serving customers. I have to learn all these really specific things about butchery that nobody else ever learns. Um, I have to be able to give out recipes and advice on the cuff while also trying to deal with loads of other things, making sure the pies don't burn, making sure that uh, the deliveries come in, getting over any kind of squeamish stuff that I could ever uh, deal with. Um, and yeah, learning all of this. And then after three years, I pivoted into uh, what what is now a sort of customer success role in an e-learning company working with adult social care. So yeah. it was a very, very uh, flip of the uh, the job coin or whatever you might say yeah, but uh, it's, so yeah. you're right it's really interesting because people often put themselves in boxes um so they say i'm a butcher and therefore yeah. i do i deal with dead animals or whatever yeah i mean that's that's the crux <laughs> of the job the you the deal job. with that's dead basically animals basically yes but what what you did was identify your skill set mm-hmm. and learn how to apply those different skills into the career that you have today yeah and it, i think a lot of people could learn from that I, I hope so. I, I think people do pigeonhole themselves. They look at jobs, you know, when we were younger, it was always like, oh, you'll end up working in Netto or you'll end up working in McDonald's. But if you work, look at anybody that works in Lidl, Aldi, works in McDonald's, they work extremely hard. Yeah. They do so many different things. They have to juggle so much. Um, and the sheer amount of work, physical hard work goes into those jobs is astonishing. Um, and it's really odd that we we sort of say that they're sort of simple jobs or easy jobs and they're not. They're often doing loads of different things. Um, and you can apply that to any industry and any, any industry would be loved to have those skills. Um, and often the people that come into the businesses with those kind of backgrounds, you know, the, the, 
work ethic they have is astonishing um so yeah that's how I and I I've bottled that up and um I use that my dad was a butcher my brother's still a butcher and you had that mindset of you don't leave until the work's done and you 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 get through stuff and you just there was no option of saying no I'm not doing that or no I can't do that because you had to get that done to make uh, to get the job done um so I've taken that with me and I um so yeah so never feel like you can pigeonhole yourself oh. into your sector, into the job. Um, break down, I always say, break down what you do well. Break down your skills um, and explore what you do. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. Um, my advice for anybody who who fancies a change or um, <clears throat> wants to, to uh, make themselves feel better about themselves. Yeah, I think it's brilliant advice. Thank so you. now you are Radar Healthcare's product training oh, yeah. manager. I just want to explain how I got to a training <laughs> yeah. manager, didn't so how I? Did that that was quite a flip. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I went down a very typical route into training, which is um, you work for an organisation um, and you become the expert in that product. Yeah. And therefore you get called upon to show others how to become an expert in that product. And so you're trying to juggle your current job and then you also find yourself writing user guides and you also find yourself um, delivering training. And then um, a new product will come along and suddenly, oh, actually, we don't have the resource to be able to deliver this. We need somebody who can pick this up really quickly. So you teach yourself something and then you teach other people it. And then suddenly you find yourself doing a, (laughs) you're a trainer. Um, (laughs) So that's how it happened, really. And then I ended up doing my um, learning and development qualification uh, which was fantastic opportunity so I learned much more about the fundamentals of um, learning and development within an organization and within individuals and how to approach that and so I went into learning and development um, then the crisis happened and then yeah. roles changed and I um, joined Radar Healthcare as a customer success manager because I got to do a bit of everything I got to be a product specialist I got to be a um a trainer and I got to be I got to speak to our customers and support them and then now um I'm the product training manager so um I've pivoted back into the job I absolutely love it and it's brilliant what's your favorite thing about it oh good question my favorite thing is the people it's getting to meet people getting to speak to people getting to understand their problems and fix it i like to be a problem fixer which is kind of training in a nutshell yeah. isn't it um and i think for most of us trainers it's that look of oh right <laughs> that's how i do it it's yeah. like when you've built the ikea furniture and you're like yeah. get it now that's Ta-da. what that key was it looked nothing like that on the picture yeah. i get it now it's that tada moment and i love that um and we're very lucky because the sector we're in, everybody is just incredibly lovely. Mm. So it's just great. You get to meet loads of lovely people and you get to have a laugh with them. But you also, the main thing is you get to you get to fix their problems and you get them um, up and running on the system. And um, yeah, it's great. And you recently, there was a brilliant quote that I know everyone has requoted to you many, many times. Um, and it was along the lines of no one gets into this sector because they love computers. And obviously that's a big challenge for Radar Healthcare because our product is is software. Yes. So how do you think that relates into approach to training? I think it's absolutely essential in the approach to training because the most important thing you can think about is the people that are going to be using your yeah. training, your the people attending it, the people using your resources, the people sat in that room with you while you're, you're, you're training. And it 
most sometimes you're very lucky. You might know them really well. So if you're an internal trainer, you're probably going to know the people sat there, which is great. You can tailor it. But for a lot of time, particularly for me, going to a room with people I might not have met before, and I yeah. don't know their background. So that's where that that sort of state came from, a, a statement of, I know that they didn't come into health and social care because they are computer scientists and they absolutely <laughs> adore software and they go home every night and build their gaming computer. That's not that's not our users. I'm sure there's one or two, but that's not going to be them. They got into because they wanted to make a difference and they wanted to help people and they wanted to fix problems in a different way. Um, so that mindset means if I take that approach to everything that we do in training at Radar Healthcare. So when we write a user guide is... Can everybody understand this? Am I using language that's radar healthcare language or computer language? Am I using language that's complex? Um, you know, a lot of people in our sector as well, English might be their second language. So yeah. is this easy to read? Um, is it accessible? It, will it work with readers, screen readers and things like that? All about inclusivity. Is everyone going to be able to understand this? And then you take that to a video guide. And again, it takes another... Um, area of um, thinking of <clears throat> apologies of how I approach this isn't the language used the narration my diction which is yeah. something I've been working on <laughs> um, uh, subtitles things like that um, and then we have our in-system guidance where it literally just takes you to where you need to go but is that language correct is it overly complicated and it's very very interesting when you when you you have to take your step back and remind yourself, okay, so I'm a really busy person. Um, I'm dealing with loads of things that won't go. I'm, my main focus is healing people or making sure that their quality of life is the best that it can be. Uh, and I now need to do X, Y, and Z in radar healthcare. Um, and this message has popped up. Oh, I'm looking at this user guide or I've been told to watch this video. And does this make sense? Because I may have never come across radar healthcare before. It might be something that I've used little bits and we're rolling out a new module does it is this clear and understandable yeah so i need that mantra yeah prior to that one it was could my mum understand this <laughs> and that was is your mum really computer savvy <laughs> <laughs> my mum was a dent an orthodontic dental nurse so she worked in the sector yeah and um she just didn't really care about computers you know no. growing up they weren't really around even growing when i was growing up it was that massive box in the corner of the living yeah. room with um, the dial-up with the dial-up that went on yeah. forever the internet was just something you opted into it wasn't yeah. just always there um so yeah it was um so computer programs my mum used them all the time you know and um she'd got a radiography degree so she's very clever and could use computers but it, just wasn't interested in them really yeah. it was a it was a means to an end that enabled her to do her job better it did not mean that she would just be able to pick up a computer program and be able to work it. Yeah. Um, she would need guidance and advice. She would rely on it because, to be honest as well, it was taking up brain space yeah. that she might not always need. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would like, you know, I suddenly need to use this program once a month. I'll just have my my go-to sheet here or the, I know where to go or speak to the team. So that's also a big mantra for me. And I think that's quite a good way to challenge people as well in our, in our software sector to say to someone, okay, you've designed this. Could your mum understand it? Yeah. And it changes the way you see what you've done. Yeah. I think it's it's very easy to get stuck in a, a bit of a bubble, mm -hmm. especially when you're surrounded by colleagues who are obviously quite tech savvy because we work for a software. Completely. And yeah. I, I mean, look in our wider industry as well. I mean, look at all the acronyms in yeah. the NHS or in the healthcare or in social care. You assume because... 
people are in your sector, they understand those acronyms. You tell anyone outside of that sector, you mention um, an acronym and they'll go, what? I mean, <laughs> dolls, for example. We yeah. use dolls all the time, that term. I remember coming into the adult social care sector and I was like, dolls? What on earth does that mean? Why is everyone they're... talking about dolls? Yeah, they go, oh, it stands for deprivation of liberty safeguards. And they walk off and you go, but what does that mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, stop saying words. Yes, yeah, stop saying all these complicated long words. I don't understand. So, you know, if you think about your own sector, it's so easy to get carried away with acronyms yeah. and assuming people understand what you're talking about. And then people get scared to ask or get scared to question because if you've been in the sector for a little bit, even just a few months, and then someone mentions something, you go, am I going to be that idiot in the room that goes, yeah. uh, I don't understand that? And then everyone looks at you and goes oh my God, I can't believe they just said that. Like, yeah. who are they? Is, and that's a really hard thing to do. And you're right, you know, in software, it's exactly the same thing. You're so easy to think that everyone understands what SQL stands for. And I haven't got a clue. No, not a clue. No. I say it all the time, though. I do. I'm not alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't put my hand up and question it, just in case I look like a fool <laughs> in the meeting. <laughs> and you're right, it's so, it's so easy for people to disengage mm -hmm. because they're busy and they're stressed and they're not focusing on how to use something, they're just focusing on the end result. Yeah. And there's so many barriers in the way, it makes it so easy for them to walk away and just forget about the whole thing. So you need to make it as easy as possible for people, for everyone. Totally, totally. And that end result is what they're interested in. Yeah. No one, no one's going to be fascinated by the journey getting <laughs> no. there, so, 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 so to speak. Um, you, you know, our partners, the people that sort of implement the system, they might be, you know, because it, it gives them so many outputs and it's so, so useful and so great. To the people on the front line, that they've not had those conversations. They've not heard that. <clears throat> if you've got a great commerce piece, it's, it's great to drip feed those in, you know, telling people why you're doing X, Y and Z and what's going to get out. But you need to focus on what they're going to get out of it. What is that output? If I submit something in the system, what's the greater good that I'm submitting yeah. to? What's the purpose of it? And um, in a system like Radar Healthcare, you know, it's relatively intuitive to do X, Y and Z. The th key thing is why? Yeah. You know, you're asking me all these questions. Suddenly, you know, I'm already really busy anyway, and I know the consequences of a lot of what I'm doing. So by me inputting this, I get it. It's quite easy to do. It's very, very straightforward. But why? Why should I do it? Yeah. And why should I chisel out time in my very busy day, doing very important things, looking after people to to do this? Uh, and that that's the key thing. And, it, like, you know, focusing on the output. So um, in training, I always try and focus on that as well of um why this matters and what as an organization what you'll get out of it but as an individual what you'll get out of it as well and that's a really important message to to to, to take across yeah i agree and i know one of the things i really like about radar healthcare is that focus on the customer and mm -hmm. making sure the customer stays at the heart of everything that we do and I know that you have worked incredibly hard to make sure that we are building a training strategy that works now, but will take us into the future where we want to be as, as an organisation. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what your plans are and, and how you think that will help people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I wrote it all down and I haven't printed it out. Of <laughs> so let me try and do this on the fly. Um, so absolutely, yeah. So my strategy uh, taking into this role was, you know, <clears throat> where do we go from here? and what what is the biggest impact we can have. So my vision is that everybody that uses Radar Healthcare, regardless of the purpose and their role, can achieve what they want to achieve 24-7, yeah. any time of the day. Um, 
because I know our sector does not stop. They do not work nine to five. So it's really important to, that at any point people can do it. And at the moment of need as yeah. well. Um, so if I'm in the system and I'm not sure what to do, or I'm not sure how to get about something, that how quickly can I find the answer? And how quickly can I be shown the, the way through? And how quickly can I upskill myself or train myself? So the, the vision is building up from there. So everything comes back to you that uh, in terms of the strategy, sorry. So um, the, the plan uh, in, the, in, the, in the, the medium and the long term um, is to expand and scale up what we currently do. So we've currently got user guides galore. We've got fantastic knowledge base. Um, the Radar Healthcare Bible, it, well, it, should, it contains everything and it's going to contain everything. It's going to keep that up. So you've got the database to jump into and dive into. And part of that is also doing have videos as well as uh, written resources. So you've got that mixed media, depending on what your, your preference is. We've got our in-system guidance. So, and this is the one thing, I mean, actually, I one of the reasons I joined Radar, they have the in-system guidance. I was like, you, you've done Love it. Me. I'm coming along. I, I was very, very excited about that. Um, I, think, um, I think I'm overwhelmed in the interview. Um, but yeah, so we have this in-system guidance and it literally shows you the way. It's like yeah. having a, you know, a trainer there and then. So you say, okay, let's, a very common thing for us is recording an event. So let's, say, let's do something lovely, a compliment. I've had mm-hmm. a compliment. Let's get that recorded in Radar. Uh, and I log in um, and, you know, maybe I'm, I'm new and I'm, oh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, you can click the need help button. And one of the options is, oh, you know, how do I report a, a, an event? You click on that and it takes you. It doesn't just bring up a video guide for you to watch and then do. It doesn't take you to a user guide. It literally says, right, you click this button here. Okay, here's the first form to fill out. Please make sure you select, you know, the event that you want. So a compliment. And then it takes you on. And it's exactly what a trainer would do. Uh, and, a, and a trainer would also encourage you to actually do it, which you are doing the same. So you're doing the act as well as learning about it. So exciting about that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so taking that to the next level, where can we go with that? There's so much more we can do with that. So very excited about that. So um, what I'd be introducing is, you know, a searchable option for that. So you can find anything at any time um, and you'll have the, you know, but it's about giving people the option as well. Yeah. So really, really important in not a massive believer in learning styles but I am a believer in learning preferences so I think some people like to read some people like to watch videos some people like to have a go so it's giving those people those options yeah. to choose your preference I think we can all learn in any three of those ways but we have a preference for one of them so um giving people those three options and then where we go as well is I'm really keen that we one thing I've noticed and speaking to customers is when they're hiring people now, they'll actually ask somebody who's got radar experience, radar healthcare experience. And um, so they will um, they will ask for that. And I would love to be able to do certifiable courses so you can take it with you yeah. um, or you can do it in advance. Or, and so you've got the, as, a, as our partners have that confidence to say, okay, someone has is a certified radar administrator or a certified so-and-so. So, um, that's something that's coming and I want that to be available 24-7. So we'll be looking at online learning options. Um, so it's not a piecemeal sort of, I've got a problem now, how do I fix it? It's like, I want to explore this entire module. Yeah. I want to explore exactly what we can do with it. I want to see how we can absolutely maximise uh, that and understand how to do it. Um, and I want to be able to do that in my own time. Yeah. Oh, I want to be able to start it now and then finish it next week. And uh, and then I want 
the badge or the certificate afterwards that I can then put on LinkedIn or take with me or just to show within the organisation that I'm a certified radar healthcare practitioner. So that's something that's a really key part of the strategy moving forward. Um, but it's make sure they all work together and they're all, so you've got all those different options and all those different things available. And then in the future, we're looking at um, more technology in terms of AI and in terms of predictive support. Yeah. Um, there's some incredibly clever stuff happening out there um, to um, look at patterns and look at data and to be able to say, okay, well, you know, um, can we put something here to, you know, tell us where help us what needs to go, tell us where things need to be, help our users even more. Um, but a core part of that, and the one thing I never want to get away from is coming back to those things about thinking about our sector is we always need to ensure we're thinking about being human and we're thinking about our users. We're making sure that everything um, is working for them and not, you know, we're not doing anything for the sake of it. And when we're being human without the human as much yeah. as possible, I, I like that phrase. And that phrase is going to stay with me. We're never going to launch or do anything where that is not integral part of it. Um, but, you know, that human aspect will always be there as well. So um, they'll always be training delivered to those that need it. Um, face-to-face is obviously, and, and webinar delivery and in-person delivery is obviously another key part of the strategy as well. We do that currently. We will continue to do that in the future. It will always be available. But I think variety is really important. And yeah. um, having the training that you need when you need it is really, really important. Yeah. Brilliant. And obviously you have a huge amount of experience. So you have a huge amount of experience at Radar Healthcare as a CSM and you have a huge amount of experience in training and training delivery and design generally. If you were to give advice to our partners as to how they could be successful in achieving their outcomes with Radar Healthcare, what would your advice be? So my advice, one piece of advice I always say is to, I've been talking about it all this time, uh, going back to your users. <laughs> and when you're within an organisation, that's a much easier thing to do. You know, speak to your users, find out, isolate who's, who needs to know what, and then find out how training will work for them. And you've probably already got structures and things in place. But if not, and one thing is go and speak to them, go and sit in their office or go and sit on the, their area and ask them, find out about it, what what will work for them, what do they need, and involve them. It's, it has a two-pronged approach because you have that ability to then say, um, deliver the best learning for them. You also have the ability to say, you asked for this sort of thing, you know, that personal responsibility. Well. Wow, you said this would work for you. Um, so it's about getting that balance right. So definitely do that. Always focus on the the benefit to your users as well. So what what will they get out of it? What's the purpose of it to them? Um, it, as great as it is that it will benefit the organisation they work for, we are all people that want to know what I'm going to get from this. Yeah. So what I want to know is, what's the benefit to me? What's the benefit to my staff? What's the benefit to our front line? What's it going to bring to us? Because um, there's always stuff in there. And there's always stuff when you unpick as well. So I always find when I do training... Um, I, I don't know the ins and outs of an organisation. You can you can look up an organisation, you can talk to the people in the um, uh, in various roles, but when you're actually there with the users doing it, they'll suddenly just go, 
oh, this replace this. Oh, will this do that? Oh, that would be amazing for this. Or I have a real problem for that. And that will help there. And it's lovely when all those ideas start sparking because they suddenly see, okay, well, this piece of software that I've been told I have to use suddenly is like, oh, but I have such a problem. Like, proving my improvement plan to the CQC. I have such a problem being able to see that um, I delegated a task and it, it wasn't done. <laughs> uh, it was done and this is why. Um, and and I, I remember speaking to one person in particular and I've always taken it for granted that you can just download um, an incident, for example, with yeah. all the history of it. I just thought that's a standard feature. Hey ho. Um, and then I was talking to someone one day and their jaw dropped because they were like, <laughs> I mean, I just click a button and then I can print out everything and then hand to an inspector or, you know, put in the bag to go with the user to the to the hospital or something like that. And they were just like, oh, that will save so much time because I run around here, there and everywhere grabbing bits of paper. Then I have to make copies of it because we have to make sure we've got a copy of it. Then I have to staple it all together. You're like, yeah, yeah, you can just download just it. Button. never thought of that. So um, think about that, you know, just chat to them. Nothing ever comes off from uh, bad from chatting to people. Um but I should take it really early on in the process as well. So when you're you're looking at, you know, bringing in a new system, it's also a really good time to think about the problem you're trying to fix and then speaking to the people as well to say, okay, this is what we want to do. What's the best way to do this? What are your current challenges? And one of the biggest learning curves I had in learning and development was just because someone says it's a training need does not necessarily mean it's a training need. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a bit of a framework I try and use whereby I isolate the problem that we're trying to fix with, you know, maybe we're bringing in a piece of software and we're doing this. Um, and I've been told that we need to train everyone how to use the software. Um, I then start asking questions and do some interviews. So what are the problems we're trying to fix? Who are we? Um, what do you, how do you currently go about that? And often not, you can come out with more than just training needs, more than the fact is maybe the documentations are stored all over the place and no one's entirely sure where to go for that documentation. We need to fix that before we do any training because yeah. no matter what I do, it's going to absolutely <laughs> fail because I'll never find anything afterwards. I actually find, you know, you might find out they don't have access to it. Well, the, don't, I can't do training if they can't actually get onto the product. So we need to fix that problem. Um, it might be that, you know, you know, they don't have email addresses. Well, you know, all software now, you know, you, you need an email address to log in. It's part of the key security. I mean, you, you need security in every system. So again, we need to get that thing. And then I need to make sure the message we're giving in, in details all of that. So ask those up front and make sure, you know, you think about that because it's astonishing how much you might think is a training need and actually it splits up. And sometimes you might find People know exactly what to do. It's just not working for them because yeah. they don't have access to a computer or something, you know. Um, I once did some work with, a, you know, a, a prison and it was a case of they're not allowed access to the internet. So ring, ring, a bigger <laughs> problem there. It doesn't matter how well we train them. They can't get online yeah. for legitimate reasons. So what are we going to do? Um, so, you know, you introduce a, a terminal that access the internet. But how are they going to get to it and how are they going to do it? So you need to set up a schedule, you know, all of these sorts of things. You need to think about all of that before you do the training. So think about that early on in the process. So it doesn't need to be complex, but it's just talking to people and then pulling together a plan of action and having your evidence to be able to say, this is why I'm not doing it right now, because we've got these issues, these things first we need to sort out. Um, and then after that will make the training go much, much more smoothly um, that you deliver. And then always think about longevity as yeah. well um the great thing about 
the longevity of it with new people coming into the organization is they don't know any different. You're in the perfect position. So training in, in the long term is so much easier. Um, but it's, you need to make sure that's managed and that's effective. So when people come into the business, they know no different. These are what we do. This is our processes. This is how we do it. They just need to know how yeah. and what's expected of them. And often, you know, they will just get on with it because that's what they know. So the challenge is always changing that behavior and changing behavior is the hardest thing you can do. Changing a culture is one of the hardest things you can do in any organization. So stick with it. Make sure you think of the bigger picture. Culture is not just telling people what to do. It's a full, you know, a full behavioral change from you, from everyone else. And it's, uh, a different way of thinking it's a different language that you use and things like that think about what's best for your organization and the most important thing is have some fun yeah if you can <laughs> make it fun um it's astonishing how great silly being silly can be or just having um you know trying to um just impart a bit of fun into it um where possible yeah but people appreciate that personal touch they appreciate you taking the time and being curious about them and their organisation and, and getting to know them and then building those relationships. If you're not able to do that, your training is going to fail at the first hurdle, basically. Yeah, it comes across like you you, you don't... A robot. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> doing my... You know, yeah, I'm just coming along to do the thing that I tell everyone else, you yeah. know, come along and do that. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's really, it's, you're really important to, yeah, just relax a little bit and have a bit of fun. And it's a difficult thing to do sometimes when you're training yeah. is to remember that you're coming into a room full of strangers you've not met before and they don't know you and you're about to talk about this system and things like that. So it's about taking a deep breath and, you know, trying to have a bit of fun with it, um, trying to bring in some challenges. People like to get hands on. They like to have a go. Um, some people love a competition. Yeah. Um, if you've got a competitive team, bring a competition into it. They love that. Just, you know, think about what they enjoy and think about what they love. Um yeah, that's always um that's always a good approach to take. Um yeah, and to say be curious, be curious is a good good phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um I think we're coming to the end. So okay. at the end of every podcast we ask guests to identify their what the hell tech moment. So it could be something interesting or silly or something that's just stayed in your mind. Obviously you've got the training side of things, but mm-hmm. you've got the healthcare and the social care side of things as well. So what would be your health what the health tech moment? Excellent question. <laughs> Excellent question, Chloe. <laughs> and God for the art of editing. Um, I'm not the health tech moment. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about our community. Go on. That's coming up. So I am very is, excited I about this. I am so excited about this. And I've just realized I've not mentioned it before now. So I'm absolutely horrified of myself. Um, really, really excited about this. Um, we talked about all the different things that are going on with training. People being able to share things. People being able to ask questions. Be curious to share things that are going on in the sector. It doesn't need to be, you know, related to radar, healthcare, or our systems. Um, and I'm really excited about that. And one of the reasons I'm really excited about is we host open webinars where I will do training and anyone can join. And um, we did, I did, um, the first time I did it, I really went for it and I was like, I'm going to do like a nine week run of these webinars. (laughs) Um, And uh, um, and, um, we ended up with this core group of the loveliest human beings that would dial in on a Wednesday. And um, I couldn't see anyone because of the software uh, we use, we use. 
because it's meant to work on mobile phones, so cameras yeah. are limited. Um, and um, it was lovely, this community, and everyone would say hi to me in the chat, and I'd say hi back, and I'd recognise everyone's names and faces, and they'd all give me, like, really positive feedback as I was going through, and I'm like, oh, everyone's just so nice and so lovely. Um, and what I also discovered, people were sharing things, you know, there's a question about never events come up, and we assume, again, going back to that thing, well, I've seen never events, so I don't ask what a never event is, but I'm not actually sure what a never event is. No, I don't and know. And people were, yeah, and it's something that pops up a few times. Is people were asking that in the chat. They were like, actually, hang on, like, what, what is a never event? And I went, ah, yeah. So it's like, I think I understand the concept of it, but suddenly realised that, yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. And I, I think I just suddenly have to take a step back and go, okay, so I'm a trainer, I'm, but... You know, I'm not a, the, what, the sage of everything. I don't know. Um, and then somebody, you know, shared a link and shared a message on there um, and a link to the guidance and things. So um, there's a real spirit of people sharing. People want to help each other. They want to um, be there for each other and share interesting things and new things. And um, I know it exists and I'm really excited to bring that into a real, real place where we have an actual community forum where people can engage, people can see upcoming webinars and join them. They can ask each other questions. They can fire it out. Like, I've seen these never event things. Does anyone use them? And then people can come back and say, yeah, we use them in this way, shape or form. That's really exciting. So I've seen it. I know it exists. Um, I've got my fantastic webinar community. So yeah, I know it exists and I'm really excited to see it in action. Um, and um, yeah, it's going to be a, a huge part of what we do. Um, so again, it's, an, it's another facet, isn't it? You yeah. know, you've got, you can read, you can watch, you can have a go in the system and you can now fire out questions and find out or, uh, and, or just find out what other people are up to. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Perfect. Thank you. Um, thanks for joining us this week, Rob. And thanks to everyone for listening. We will see you next week with another episode. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. And if you have any questions for us or our guests, phone or email us on whatthehealthtech at radarhealthcare.com. Hold up. 